0: Thank <laughs> you. College Soccer Nation, your authoritative source for NCAA Division I collegiate soccer. Hosted by Oklahoma Sooners head coach Matt Mott, Bryce Owls head coach Brian Lee, and the Duke Blue Devils head coach Robbie Church. They've got the insights, strategies, and insider stories you won't hear anywhere else. From recruiting to national championships, the coaches have it covered. So lace up and let's hit the pitch with Coach Mott, Coach Lee, and Coach Church.
1: Hello, College Soccer Nation listeners. This is Matt Mott, head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. I am joined with my boys, Ryan Lee from the Rice Owls and Robbie Church from the Duke Blue Devils. It is that time of year. The weather's changing. The scores are changing. The points are important. Everybody's stressed beyond belief. But we are here to entertain you for at least an hour, probably maybe 45 minutes on College Soccer Nation. Robbie, how you doing, buddy?
0: Good, good. Not as good as you are though, Matthew. From uh, a a big Thursday night there in Norman and stuff. So not not as good, but but doing well. Like you say, the weather is changing here. Fall is here. It's but um you know I, what are we a week in the regular season? I know we are in the yeah. ACC. Three games starting Thursday, sure. Sunday, Thursday. And then it's the regular season's over. It's crazy
2: how quick it goes.
1: Yeah, Brian, welcome to the show. How are we doing?
2: What's up, Boomer Sooner? If there was ever a Boomer Sooner week, you know, <laughs> the, the I'm sure you've told Texas after, there's a new sheriff in town, <laughs> and and nobody beats Oklahoma 17 times in a row anymore. That's <laughs> over. Done.
1: done. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's start a new streak. Um, No, so uh, yes, weather's changing. It's getting cold here in Oklahoma and windy. Uh, It's kind of crazy. We got some questions coming this way. Um, Very excited about to get this thing rolling. So we have some questions. I'm going to start. I'm going to hit you guys hard right off the bat. So I got this question. Oh, first of all, let me go before I start that. Thank you for everyone that listens. Our numbers are out of the, uh, flying off the charts. We appreciate it. Um, we love doing it, so we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, but big numbers we're getting, which is is great. So tell your friends, uh, tune in. We we enjoy that for sure. But here's the first question I got, guys. We're starting we're starting right out the bat. Robbie, what is culture? The big buzzword. You hear it all the time. And mind you, these guys don't know these questions are coming, just so you know this is off the cuff, <laughs> but questions I have for them, so they have to kind of think on their feet. But, you know, everybody talks about NFL, NBA, soccer, pro soccer, EP, everybody talks about culture, team culture. What, in your opinion, is culture?
0: Wow. Matt, you are coming hard and fast <laughs> uh, right down the middle of the plate to to start off with, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I I do honestly think sometimes culture is is an overused word. Um, I think culture is what you do every single day, how you approach things, how you approach things every single day. I don't know, I'm you know not a big one for signs or, or signs all over the wall, a lot of a lot of culture, but I think it's how you go around. Your training, your, your ability to meet with people, communicate with people, what you do every single day, I think sets the tone for your for your culture. If you're going to demand things, you know, on the field and off the field, I think you're setting your tone for, cul- for culture every single day. So, you know, uh, I, I think that's, you know, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But for for us, it's just about giving your best and doing your best and being the best person you can, and you can. And I think you have to enforce it and try to enforce it every single day.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, Brian, you want to add anything to that? You got to unmute. I don't know what you got going on there. You're all over the place. Here. Your, your face is in the camera, not in the camera. You're muted, Brian. Unmuted. Unmuted. There you go. There you go.
2: All right. What do you think, go. Brian, to that question? Um, you know, I think what, what creates good culture changes with the times. I think back in the day, you could be very uh, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, even 15 years ago. You could be very coach driven. But I think coach driven culture does not work anymore. I think it has to be player driven. And, uh, you know, your culture is defined by the entire group. And the idea that any moment in the program, someone different is the most important person going. If it's, um, you know, late at night after a game and someone's got to wash the uniforms, it's the managers, the most important person at 2 a.m. when we're all asleep, if we're at a conference tournament, something like that. Um, And in the end, uh, culture is player-driven kind of period. We all have our little core, core values or core tenets, whatever you call them. But I think in the end, uh, you're going to have a really positive culture if, if the team is bought in and the, in, and the players are player-led. Um, and if the team's not player-led, you're going to struggle in that area.
1: That's good. Um, interesting. All right, so two different kind of takes, which I like. So where does team chemistry fall in culture?
2: What kind of team chemistry? Thing? On field,
1: well, off field? What do we well, this is, what I, this is what I would say. I think culture is – my take on culture is – culture is – I agree kind of with what Churchy said, but it's what does your team do year in and year out? What is the culture of your team? So, in other words, how do they approach everything is culture. Team chemistry, I think, is yearly. Each team is going to have their own chemistry, right? You're going to bring in players. Players are staying or new players are coming in. That team is going to create its own chemistry for that season. But like Mike Sheshewski said, you know, years ago, you know, teams die at the end of the season. Team's not going to be exactly the same. So you're going to have culture of what is what is Oklahoma soccer culture, Duke soccer culture. Every year is what you want it to be, but your team chemistry is what each team does that season. And that team chemistry only lasts, you know, whatever, 365 days. That's it. And then the next year's going to have the next team's going to have a different team chemistry. It's gonna be kind of who are the leaders, who like you said, Brian. I think those two things are, are are different. A culture is your program and what you do, and chemistry is what your team is that year. Yeah, Churchy.
0: Is your team winning? There's your team chemistry. <laughs> you want, <laughs> absolutely. There's you want the best team chemistry that you can have. Your team wins. It's smooth selling. The little problems, the players, the captains, the leaders take care of those things too. Your team loses, okay, or not having a great year. You've got team chemistry problems. Everything pops up. It opens the door for everybody to question what is happening within the program. Why am I not playing? Why is this player playing, playing too? So I think is you know a lot doing at least from August till whenever you're done. Team chemistry during that part is it? Are you winning or are you losing
2: at that point? Yeah, what if you've noticed every team has a great team chemistry during preseason? Yes, it does. That's right. So playing, that's right. So you play a game that counts. They all love each other. This is right. great, right? Until you give a
0: lot up, your the team's chemistry, <laughs> start, the yeah, team's right, chemistry starts to go downhill once you play your first exhibition game, and and you have to name eleven players that are going to start that game. Team th- so, team has hit the so, so your
1: answer to this question, is when I say what is the biggest factors, the factors are success. To your oh, team chemistry,
0: hundred yeah. percent. Yep. 100%.
1: Yep. 100%. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, changing gears just a little bit. What do you like most about the end
2: of season matches? Right. I, I think they're quite enjoyable when games really matter, when you know where you are in the standings, whether you're fighting to win or you're fighting to reach a conference tournament or reach the NCAAs. I think that's really, really a good time. That's my general.
0: Yeah. Same thing. Um, you know, I I love the end of the year you get, you play your four weeks of non-conference games and then you have your seven, eight weeks of, uh, of, Tournament of ACC games or whatever your league you're playing in, and they're all big games. They're all big games. Every one of them's different. There's a, As Brian was saying, there's a different scenario of each of the games. You may need to win to get to get a seed. You may need to win to get in the conference tournament. You may need to win to get in the NCA tournament. The other team, you know, they may need to win too. Like if, um, so I, I, I love end of the year games. I love anything from the middle of September. All the way till you know the end to the end of October. Those games all have great, great. Games. I'd like to win a game in on that last month. Uh, we have not won a game in that, the last game we won was seventeenth of September and it is seventeenth of October. So, yeah, uh, I don't like the end of the year games as much as I used to.
1: <laughs> they're coming, Churchy. They're coming. Um, so, why are rivalry games? so much more intense and exciting and I think Brian do you do you subscribe to the robbery effect or do you not so in other words are you like a Chris Petricelli that would say every game's the same and uh, blah 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 that it, prepare the same way the points don't matter like if 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 Chris was on here he would disagree with our end of the year games and points he would say you got to approach every game the same doesn't matter you know but is that just coach speak? Or are we realize kind of who we're dealing with and emotions
2: of the game and all that kind of stuff? Well, I think, I mean, to me, it starts with this. I think a lot of college teams don't have a real rival. You can cycle through like who the top teams are in the league, but you know, I coached at Furman, LSU and Rice. And I don't think we barely had a rival the way, you know, you've been at Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Mississippi state. There've been days when that's one of the worst soccer games in the world to watch. However, it's intense as can be, and people are killing each other and crushing and doing anything they can to win. And yeah. now you're in the Oklahoma State as well, so I don't think there's there's too many of real like rivalry rivalry games in women's college soccer. I mean, there's a Yale game called Duke North Carolina. Ever heard of that one? Well, they got plenty of rivals. They got Virginia, Notre Dame, Florida State. They, <laughs> that, that minimizes the old rivalry when next week you're playing Virginia. Mm. <laughs> it's a good point it's a good
0: point <sighs> you're not add
1: anything churchy you going to leave that alone
0: well I, I think it's fi- yeah, fine you know it, I think you know we're obviously we're nine miles apart from each other we have one road wow. that connects both of us a lot of our kids know their kids really really well you know we live you know they have 22 or what the heck national championships over there you know and, and so it's a, it's a it's a tough one but it's a it's the it is the best day of the year of, of college soccer for us on that on that day. Uh, we have a lot of respect for them, obviously, but it is the best day of the year. It, there is something just special about about that day, even though we do have a number of rivalries with, with a number of good teams in this league. But that one yeah. just.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, on on Thursday night, it was it was a, a night to remember. Obviously, because we haven't won since two thousand five, but. Just the crowd, the the fans, the all of stuff. And I'll say this, um, you know, this is not a self out, But after the game, the next, I was telling Churchy this before, Brian, after the game, the next morning, my wife and I, Jen was in town for the game, and, and we went to breakfast. I had one of the local diners, a pretty popular place. We walk in, a guy comes up to our table, and he says, Coach, congratulations, what a great win over Texas. But, boy, your podcast is great. I love listening to it every week. So he, I think he's more excited about our podcast than us beating Texas. So that's how powerful the podcast is, guys. Anyway, buddy, all right, let's keep going.
2: Oh, man, when I said no one beats the Sooners for 17 straight years, I was just guessing. I didn't <laughs> know whatever. Oh, yeah, no, 18 years, either. 2005.
1: 2005 was the last time they beat Texas at Oklahoma.
0: But, Holy cow. Hey, that's hey, Brian, Brian, can't you see Matt walking in that diner in the morning? That morning. Right. Can you, can you see well, I can see Matt
2: strolling in that diner. In the hello, I own this diner. This is my this is my diner. If anyone that is not it, true, that is Matt's 200th consecutive day at that diner, and all likely 201 days.
1: I do like a nice diner. I do, I do like a nice diner. All right, here we go. Uh, in Power Five. What this is a good I like this question. In the Power 5, what NCA finish is equal to a conference championship? You follow the question. So, is making the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 or 32 or Final 4 equal to a same win at a at a conference championship? So in other words, you win the conference championship, what level of that is equal to the NCA tournament finish? In your eyes,
2: Well, in my eyes, it's different for everybody. I mean, Robbie, you have a really good perspective on that playing in the ACC and a better perspective than I do. But, um, you know, if you're in, for me, if you're in the ACC or you're in the, you know, Pac-12 with Stanford and UCLA, winning a conference championship for Colorado, Washington State, you know, UW, any of those guys out there, or an NC State or a Clemson, is really, really hard. And that ain't coming down the pipe too often where you really get a trophy in your room. So, you know, I, I I think for every program, it's a little different. For Rice, you know, when we, we're, we're going to, we've won plenty of conference championships and we're going to win plenty, but we've made the Sweet 16. That was a whole lot bigger deal um, because we have the opportunity and, you know, we're one of the better situations in the conferences we play in, you know, to be able to win regular seasons. But for some teams, shoot, Wake Forest, I don't know if they've ever won um the ACC, but they've been to the Final Four. So yeah. you know, it's such a different answer for different situations.
0: Yeah, um, I think Brian's exactly right. One of the things here, Duke, we've been to four Final Fours. There was one that Billy went to, two, and we have never won the ACC tournament. <laughs> never, ever. Really? So we have Never, we've won two regular season championships, and I, Billy may have won one, Out of all almost 30 years, three at the most, let's say, never won the ACC tournament, barely been in the like, almost five or six times in the finals of the ACC tournament. So winning the conference championship, now we won two regular season championships, and that was a big deal. That was a big deal to win a regular season uh, in, in this league. Um, but you know, I, I compare it to an Elite Eight, Final Four. If uh, uh, you know, for for us, if if we win a a conference championship, and I don't know if I ever see a, a regular the tournament championship, but if we win win that, that would be you know for me uh, like being in a Final Four.
1: All right, Brian. So you won the conference tournament at at LSU, uh-huh. and you have been in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, you had your choice. Which one would you take?
2: Oh, that's, a, I have no idea. They're both fairly euphoria, I would say, on this. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it is very different. You, you, you know, winning like a SEC trophy, that especially if you're at like an LSU or an Auburn or an Alabama, you know, one of the, it, you know, you're not getting the best players year and you're right. Year in, year out is really, really, really hard. <laughs> and you should be unbelievably thankful if it happens for you from one of those other schools but same thing with sweet 16. So, you know, I I would call those equal given the circumstances around the two programs. Yeah. I
1: mean, you're thinking about an elite eight run at the LSU would be, and no offense to LSU, but when you're there now, whatever, would be really, really a hell of an accomplishment. So, okay, let's keep going. A couple of then we're going to change topics just a little bit. How great, is the increase in ESPN plus with so many games now, so many leagues, so many conferences having that plus. I mean, you can get on there and I mean, I had the other day on on Sunday, we played on Monday, right? We played yesterday. um, But playing on Sunday, I had three at two TVs, my computer and my iPad going all on different games and my friends (laughs) playing and and watch the games. It was awesome. It was awesome. Now I don't like that ESPN only gives you three streams. um, But, it's pretty awesome all the games they get on and I think like the Big 10 is missing out because they're not on there. I would love to know I would love to take a take a um, Michigan versus Rutgers and take a Virginia versus um Wake Forest. So similar, right? Let's say they're similar whatever. How many more people I wonder are be able are watching Virginia Wake Forest than Than the other ones because they're on ESPN Plus. I mean, you got pay for the, you got to pay for. Well, you guess you paying for ESPN, but everybody's got that Disney Plus, whatever the Disney bundle. But how many people have the Big Ten Network?
2: Oh, I think a better comparative. You could go on down to Memphis playing SMU or Gonzaga playing Pepperdine. I bet they're drawing bigger numbers on ESPN Plus than Penn State Rutgers is drawing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: kind awesome. of crazy yeah any thoughts on that church you know
0: no, no I, I think it's great what i love about it is just as Brian was saying you can flip into games that you never been able to see in the past and yeah you can- you could stay 20 minutes and you could watch a game and you get get a little bit of feel for a game. You know, Gonzaga, you guys talk about Gonzaga so much. You know, I flipped into a couple of their games just to say, okay, what, what what's the buzz about this team? What's the buzz? What is, you know, what, what are they – I like to see that. I mean, close. what's
1: Quinnipiac doing, right? What's Quinnipiac oh, doing? You can see that. <laughs> you watch them if you want. No doubt about it. We
0: will, uh, we will talk about them later. They <laughs> okay, are so you two need to go watch Quinny Piac, and then yes. we'll come back and have a discussion right. next week.
1: Absolutely. All right. Next topic: ties, ties, ties. Lots and lots and lots and lots of ties. How are we feeling about what, ha- what Brian, you were on the rules committee. What what happens at the end of this two year moratorium of not being able to change it? Will it get changed back? Do we think? Do we like it? Are we sick of ties? I mean, there's so many teams that have
2: five wins or three wins or whatever because they have so many ties. Well <laughs> number one, everyone's got to understand how the rules committee works. There's only one yeah. D one coach on there. There's representatives of Division One, Two and Three, every gender, and a couple of administrators. So basically Division One Women's Soccer has one eighth of a choice or a, a a, a view or a vote one eighth of the vote on any of these rule changes. So whether or not we like the draws, it's more important than just as important that D three wants to get rid of it or, uh, and D two wants to get rid of it and whatever the administrator supports as well.
1: So hold on, Brian. So what you're saying is just so our listeners hear this clearly, we do a survey. 90% comes back says they want, they don't want, they want overtime back in. Yep. Of the next, and so the, the D1 women's chair says, I vote for overtime, but D3, D-men, everybody else says no, it, that means overtime yeah. is not coming back. Is that right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Unless we federate the rules, which there is a movement to do that, you know, have division one rules, two rules, three rules, but that's gone nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't,
0: don't think see that, that happening. I, I don't no. see that happening. But, uh, so, okay.
2: Okay. Love it. Okay,
1: next question. I just got two more. Uh, wind, rain, snow, cold, what is the worst to play in?
2: All of those combined? Okay, we're,
1: we're taking out lightning. We're taking out lightning because that doesn't count. So if you got to pick one, would you rather play in the rain than the wind? Or would you rather play in the snow than the rain? What? What? What is the... What's the worst one?
0: <laughs> about, I, I think I would take the, you know, the, that that little drizzling rain. It's just a, it's not, it's not a downpour, but it's cold. Uh, well, I have visions of playing in Indiana years and years ago, too, that it we play as the coldest I've ever been in my whole life it was freezing cold and that little drizzling rain is just coming down and it was just miserable for everybody who was there and all two parents that were sitting in the stands watching <laughs> the game watching the game
2: right well i think for the coaches for sure like an icy rain yeah. is just horrible but for the players in the game wind
1: yeah you know, yeah i'm with on the, the wind yeah me.
2: Yeah. It just totally affects the game, especially if it's blowing one way or the other. It's a brutal effect. And with no overtime, especially, you know, you, as these games get shorter, you got a oh, good win one way, you got 45 minutes
0: um, yep. to get
2: the goal. No, you, I, I, with...
0: So, you guys, the wind area, I mean, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. that is where that is kind of where that oh, yeah. answer comes from. But when, oh, there was a nice 20-mile-an-hour
1: straight down the field the other night. We hung on for dear life in the first half, and then at it Okay, so, right, worst mm-hmm. weather game ever you can remember, personally, either as a player or as a coach.
2: Oh, wow, as a coach, we're set to play South Carolina, and, you know, the SEC is so big on get, uh, the, game. get uh-huh. the game. I remember this game. I remember this, yeah. LSU, we had a practice field next to our game field, and it had rained so bad. Our game field is underwater. We don't know what to do. We literally had Greg Sankey on the phone. And then one of the officials walks over and says, <laughs> I just walked the practice field. We can play out there. So we moved the game over to the practice field. It's still coming down. And the practice field was probably 10 yards shorter and five yards thinner. But we got the game in. Uh, it was a fantastic day because we won. Would have blamed the field if we lost for South Carolina on the day. But that that was it for us.
1: So I I gotta tell you this story. This goes back to my UCF days. I think it's nineteen ninety-eight. We win the conference championship. We make the NCAA tournament. We're so excited. And they shift they ship little UCF to Friggin, Wisconsin. Me and Karen Hopper, the coach, she's the coach. I'm her assistant. And we gotta go to Friggin, Wisconsin in November. Late and that's late November when they're playing too. So we we go up. We get on the plane from Minneapolis. It's the worst plane ride I've ever been on. The it was windy. It's like fifty mile an hour winds. As we're trying to land in wherever Madison or whatever, there's like there's like eighteen wheels flipped over on the road because it's been so windy. So they try to land. It is the worst flight I've ever been on. They don't land. They t- pick up, go back to Minneapolis. We have to bus over. So we're playing in the game. It's snowing. It's got to be ten degrees, maybe colder. It's freezing cold, and we got one of those little heaters on the sideline you know, those big like jet heaters yeah and the game's tight it's close. Dean Durst is a coach back then mind you for those that know Dean so Karen is coaching like crazy and she's kneeling down by the heater and one of the trainers is like hey coach and it's like a corner kick and she's all into it and they're like coach coach and Karen turns around she goes what and she's you know yells at the trainer and they're like your pants are on fire our pants were melting Is they're too close to the heater. Uh that is the coldest I've ever been on a soccer field in my life. So little or Orla- team from Orlando, all Florida girls in Wisconsin. These to say we lost 2-0 and that was the end of it. And if we'd won that, we had to go to Dartmouth the next yeah. game. So anyway, that was mine. Churchy, what do you got?
0: I I've got a heater story too. Maybe not as quite as good as Karen's pants catching on fire. But <laughs> yeah. mine. My- but mine is playing at Notre Dame in like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. Our first ever Elite Eight, eight game. It's the old stadium, not the stadium they play on now. The old stadium, the practice field. Place was frozen, absolutely frozen, frozen, uh, completely. Whole Games going on. Coldest I've ever been. Awful. Our goalkeeper coach, great guy, Nate Kipp. I don't know if you know Nate. Uh, which with red stars for a while um, was great. So one thing, a goalkeeper did something, and I'm over there screaming, what happened in there? And I couldn't find it. He was in the back of the dugout right by one of those big heaters. He comes flying out of the dugout, hits the frozen turf, does a flip, legs go up, <laughs> straight up in the air, and lands right on his butt right in the middle of the field with it too. And and then we go to the locker room at halftime, and we give our talk. Billy was with us. Billy the same was with us at that time. We get our talk. Everybody leaves. I close the door and I just scream as loud as I could. Billy comes flying in, door flies up. He's like, what, what, what what's the matter? I was like, my toes. I can't feel my toes. They hurt so bad. He's like, what the hell? Get out of here. And so, I mean, so uh, no, my coldest ever. Yeah. And you know that that
1: game last year, Notre Dame. Who are they playing? North Carolina was super cold that day. I remember from last year. Um, I, what is Robbie? What is Brian doing? He is all I, over the place. I mean, he's trying to get his steps in. Like he I won't have, sit still. It's not even It's not even big, big,
0: it's not it's even not big even, game time. It's he's, not he's, game time. <laughs> he's not even big game time. It's he's unbelievable. unbelievable. He's, he's practicing for that.
1: Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. We're moving on. Let's go through now some of the um, – all the Power Nine uh, conference tournaments, kind of where they fit, how they do it. I, I did some work on this today um, to get ourselves ready. So we're going to start. And if you um, – if you um, uh, if it's your league, you're not talking about it, right? So we're going to start out with the ACC. So Churchy's out on this one. Uh, but we've got, Brian, the top six are going to make it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Churchy, but it's top six – um, make it in the top two, get a bye, Churchy, is that right? So it's three, six, top, four, top. five. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah. so that's what you got right now in, in the ACC. And, again, it's going to change. Everybody's got games. Lots of leagues have three games left. But that's what you got, Brian. Florida State is in first with 19 points. Pitt, Clemson, Notre Dame all have 16. North Carolina has 15. Wake Forest, Virginia Tech both have nine. So they would be tied um tied with that so those are your six teams pick me a winner coach lee well
2: it's not going to come from whoever finishes sixth and it's and not going to be pittsburgh so you're down to florida state clemson notre dame north carolina i'll take yep. uh, florida state regular season in north carolina they're not going to be happy with not winning the regular season they win the tournament i think
1: there's a chink in the army at north carolina Lots Ooh. of draws. Not seem to finish out games. Very bizarre.
2: Did um, you say chink in the army?
1: Armor. Armor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Chink, in, right. the armor. chink yeah. in the armor. Chink in the armor. I might said have said army. I might say it. <laughs> anyway. At least you're listening. You're not walking around. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna go with really like Florida State. But you know what? Give me Eddie. Eddie's having a heck of a year. He's got some big time seniors. I'm going Clemson. And and let's say this too, for all the people listening. We are just talking. We love everybody. We're, we, we respect everybody. Everybody's having great years and not great years. This is not personal. This is just our opinions, it's solely our opinions about the league. So don't take things personal when we we don't pick your team or say you're not going to make the tournament or any of that kind of stuff, okay? This is more about just entertainment value for for everyone. So when we see you out recruiting, don't come punch me in the face. Um, <laughs>
2: You know, the red flag with Carolina is the six draws in 15 games. That's not a rest to to win as many as you need to win to win the NCAA championship.
1: They better be very good in PKs. Better be very good in PKs. I'm going Eddie with the ACC. All right, next up, I've got the uh, SEC. All right. So, here you go. Everybody's in on this one. So, right now, here's how – now, remember, the SEC, the East and West gets the first and second um, seeds – so right now you have Arkansas is, is a five-point clear at the top. I think the only team that's clinched so far, uh, which is kind of crazy at this point. But they're at 18. South Carolina is leading the East with 13 points. I don't think that's maybe leading their East standings, but they the most points in the East. Then you have Mississippi State tied with 13. Texas, or Texas A&M's got 11. Georgia has 11. Alabama has 10. Kentucky has 10. Vandy has nine, LSU has nine, Auburn has eight, Ole Miss has eight, Tennessee has six, Florida has five, Missouri has four. So let's do this. Pick one of those bottom four that won't be in the bottom four come three games from now. So you got to take one of these teams out. Ole Miss, Tennessee, Florida, Mizzou. One of those teams doesn't end up in the bottom four. That's my first question. Who you got? Robbie? Heavy research going on. Heavy research going
0: on. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee will come out of I know they've been beat up a little bit, I guess. Um, if they get
2: healthy, I think Tennessee will come out of that group. Tennessee's got an interesting run. And at Missouri, if that was home, you'd really like Tennessee. But – yeah, Tennessee's won one of their last seven. Mm-hmm. At Missouri, is no walk in the park. Home to AM, who's getting hot, and then away in the rival game at Vanderbilt. So I think they might be the best of the teams. I'm going to take Auburn and Coach Hoppe, as she normally does, to get that done at Florida, home to LSU, at Georgia. I think they win two or three and get themselves where it's not Orange Beach anymore, is it, Matt? Pensacola. Oh, oh and they're Pensacola. already one above those, but they're tied with Ole Miss on the eight. I think Ole Miss – They're tied. Or, yeah. Ole Miss, Florida, and Missouri will be out. And I'm going to say Tennessee. Tennessee. them. Um,
1: out. Well, I think, I think if you go back and look at history, usually there's two from the east and two from the west that don't make it. For whatever reason, those numbers work out. So I think that you're looking at LSU-Auburn – um, are in danger, right? I think Tennessee does get out, but I think the LSU Auburn winner, as they play, I think on Sunday, maybe Ooh. they play coming up. Winner of that one's going to be home free, and if I'm putting money on it, which I'm not because you cannot gamble in the NCAA, but if I was betting, I would take Auburn to win it and them get out, and LSU's in trouble would be Ooh. my would be my pick. All right, okay, but uh, to pick to win it. Do we have any – you got Arkansas, those guys at the top. Anybody want to take a shot at who's going to win it? How about this? Let's do this. Let's say who's going to win it. You can't pick Arkansas. Let's do that for a little twist. Well, So, who you got going to win the tournament if it's not Arkansas?
2: Everyone, has Arkansas ever won the SEC tournament? Never. No. Ever. So, I don't think it's that bold to say – Hey, someone, any one of these teams is going to upset them. Um, South Carolina is always really, really tough in that tournament. Their history is great, but I will take one of the little bit outsiders. I'm going to take Alabama or A and M to come out of. Don't get two. You
1: don't get two. You don't get two. Don't Uh, get
2: two. Come on, down the line, my my bar is not named front runners. The uh, (laughs) pretty deep in it. Uh, all right, I'll go with Alabama. All right, Churchy?
0: I gotta this time of year. I gotta go with South Carolina because they're not going to concede goals. If they score the first goal, God help you, because there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be a ton of people back behind the ball. They have a goal scorer up front, so my my thought and pick will be the Gamecocks of the University of South Carolina.
1: Yeah, I'll take Arkansas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were steering us all the way from Arkansas. It's just so- uh, but, but uh, I, I think you. Like- I think you guys. I,
1: I think you guys have the next two best ones. I, I do. I think Bama's been a little up and down, but when you're talking pure talent level, Bama's got the superstar forward and the superstar midfielder. I don't know. I don't know. The and then they've been giving up some goals, so that's a question mark. I mean, Mississippi State, Yeah, James is killing it over there. Um, Kentucky's having a great run. uh,
2: I'll
1: take Arkansas. Yeah, let's go.
2: Big 12. You're throwing out Mississippi State. Mississippi State, I think, has won one SEC tournament game in their history, at least in the last 20 years. They're going to up and run the tournament? I hope they do. It would be great for James. But talk about a historic run. Oh my god, that's amazing! That would be hard.
1: That would be hard. All right, Big 12. Um, shoot, I don't have hold on, I'm gonna give it to you here in one second. It's one I didn't have pulled up. Big 12 women's soccer. Here we go. All right, you've got right now Texas Tech is in first. Come on, here we go. Um, hold on, standings. There we go. Okay, Texas Tech, BYU is two points behind them at 21. Texas Tech, 23. TCU's at 20. Texas is at 16. UCF is 16. West Virginia, 16. Oklahoma State, 12. Baylor, 11. Oklahoma, 11. Cincinnati, 10. There's your top 10. You got Iowa State has nine. Houston's got seven. And Kansas State and Kansas have been eliminated at four and two. So, the question is this: Who wins the tournament?
0: I got it. BYU. BYU may not win the regular season. Tom Stone is at an unbelievable run here. For their group has been as consistent, but I just don't see there's any way BYU doesn't win the, a trophy in the regular season, how are you going to keep them without having a trophy. Too talented, scores too many goals, scores too many goals, got too much firepower um, for people, and especially in, as you get into a tournament. And I think they're they're good, as you saw Matt. So BYU. you Have any concerns about them not playing in a conference tournament?
1: In so many years with the WCC? No. I know. Yeah, I mean, they're in the NCAA tournament every year, so it's like yeah. They, yeah. they know yeah. how to they know how to navigate that. They um, played okay.
2: Yep. Brian, you can not pick PYU. Somebody else. Well, here's what I think. Texas Tech has been a little wobbly. They haven't scored more than one goal in their last three games. But their regular season finale is at Iowa State. So if they don't clinch by losing to Iowa State, because they got the tiebreaker with BYU as well. The – or sorry, they tied. But if they don't – It's a
1: two-point difference. If they lose BYU wins, BYU will jump them.
2: Yeah, but even if they draw, if they draw, they'd be tied for first, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I would consider that for a team that is unbeaten through 17, if they lose the finale at Iowa State, that would be an all-time choke job to lose the Big 12. (laughs) I mean, an (laughs) all-time. So – um, I do think Texas Tech wins a regular season. I think it's a really interesting tournament because you got BYU scored 55 goals this year. Texas has scored 55. And the rest of the country, most of us are boring, boring, boring to watch. Those two teams are exciting. I hope they play in the semi. I'll take Texas needing the Big 12 tournament to make the NCAAs because they are Ooh. out right now. Um uh, they gotta win the tournament to make it. Unless if they beat TCU in the finale, maybe they can get an at large bid. Yeah. How much say jump up, right? They, and they'd they'd have to jump. What are they right now, Matt? You probably know better than me. Um uh, I think they're 68, maybe. Yeah, uh, they're in right? for sure. So without beating TCU, they gotta win that tournament. And if Missimo and Byers are concerned enough to play in the NCAAs, I don't want to play them in that Big 12 tournament. So I'll take Texas. All right. Love it. All well, right, Matt, let's go. You
0: have, yeah. you have one game left? You have one game one, left? Yeah, one game
2: left, yeah.
1: So I've been complaining to anybody that would listen for the last four weeks that we went four weeks in a row of two games each week, and now we get to the end and we got one game, and now it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. You guys that are playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday is, is brutal. Um, okay, let's keep it rolling here. Um, what do we got? We got uh, the Big Ten. Big 10. So, here's your standings. This one's this one's dicey. So, eight yep. teams only. Penn State's at 18. Indiana's at 17. Nebraska's at 17. Michigan State's at 17. That's one, two, three, four. Wisconsin's at 16. Ohio State's at 13. Iowa's at 11. Michigan's at 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There you go. Oh, and Rutgers is at 10. So the question is this, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Purdue, Maryland, they're all – it looks like they're at the bottom, right? Hold on. Northwestern, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, because they only take eight. So Michigan or Rutgers, which one doesn't make it?
2: Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, they're only two points up on Illinois, Minnesota, and Northwestern.
1: Yeah, that's uh, true. So Michigan, that's another question: Michigan, Rutgers, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois. One of those teams doesn't make it.
2: Yeah, Michigan's home to Iowa. Wait no, all,
1: all, all, sorry, only one of them makes it. I apologize. Only one of them makes it. One Which of them. Which one? Makes and the, I mean, and they could jump Iowa too, but let's say right now, if yeah. that's how it stands, you can only pick one. Who is it?
2: Rutgers plays Northwestern on the last day. Minnesota is at Northwestern and at Purdue in their last two. What's Michigan? Yeah, what's Michigan? Michigan is versus Iowa at home and at Ohio State. Rutgers is at Ohio State, home to Northwestern. Northwestern is going to have a big say in this. Yeah. Yeah. Illinois is at Michigan State and home to Nebraska. I think Illinois is out that's mm, that's up yeah, tough run in. I'm gonna take Rutgers to make it as number eight and
1: big Ten can the Big Ten get a team in that doesn't make their eight team conference tournament in the NCAA tournament?
2: yeah I mean there's some teams oh no, no, so, yeah right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. for sure. Absolutely. not
0: they figure to have 10 teams in? Did,
1: they they, they got a bunch that? of them. They got a bunch of
0: them. I mean, look,
2: I'm All a... these teams are probably in.
0: Yeah. Northwestern's yeah.
2: 52. Minnesota's 55. Illinois's 53. Iowa's 51. Indiana's 33. Rutgers is 42 already.
1: All right. So the one team that I'm going to have out of the Big Ten tournament is Indiana. Uh, just kidding. She didn't for you. Um, I'm going to say Michigan makes it. Michigan makes it. Coach Klein gets it done. Michigan's yep. in. Rutgers is out. Rutgers, Minnesota, Illinois, they're all out.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Full disclaimer, full disclaimer uh, Matt thinks Jen Klein invented soccer. He is a huge fan.
1: She didn't? She didn't?
2: no i i think they've been all playing
1: right. i
0: think they play uh, michigan's my team too that's who i uh, of that group i think they're the best team see
1: brian all right uh, let's keep it moving there we go all right uh oh no we got to pick a winner though pick a winner can't pick penn state i'll take nebraska
0: i'll i'll take michigan state i think they're playing well sorry Irwin. <laughs> I know I hear about this one, but uh, uh, I think they're playing very, very well. I think they're a very good team. I think they took them a little while early in the year; they were kind of up and down results. But I think they have really found found their footing, and I'll take Michigan State.
2: I'm going to take. I'm going with Matt. I'm taking Nebraska. I think Penn State closes out the regular season, but let's. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think forget- so. Look at look look who Nebraska plays to finish.
1: And Purdue well, and Penn, Illinois, they, Nebraska might win the win the whole thing if, if Penn State stumbles again. I mean, uh, that's those. There's four teams and there's four teams within one point of the championship.
0: Yeah, Penn State and Indiana play Thursday in a big yes, game. yeah,
2: Probably. huge. Yeah. and sit Nebraska's sitting there waiting for them. Yeah, no, it's 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 just it's, it's really interesting. Both of Penn State's are at home, and right, right. they got Indiana and Wisconsin at home. They haven't lost a game at home all year. The four draws are on the road to start with, and Robbie, you would know best because you recruit in this little circle. Big Ten, we hold a draft, and Duke gets to choose the first (laughs) ten players. How many aren't on Penn State? Not many. (laughs) But, but, hold on, hold on.
0: But Penn State also plays Wisconsin on Sunday, so they finish up with Indiana and Wisconsin. I think both of them are home. Yes, they are.
2: But uh, that's the tough. Brian road. just
1: said that. Old man, stay with us. Brian just said
2: that. <laughs> just said that. And, right, and hasn't lost. They have all the best players. Haven't lost a home game all year. And suddenly, Irwin is a fantastic coach, and so is Paula Wilkins. Are just yep. gonna pull the you know Cameroon over Germany or whatever you want to call it. I don't re- remember the best upset I can come up with. And they're just you get all the best players. You get to play at home. You haven't lost at home all year. But we're going to turn the tables on you in the final. Kiss it
1: death, Churchy. Kiss it death, yeah, I, I, Kiss it death. I guarantee kiss you, of one death.
2: of those teams will do that.
0: I
1: guarantee. you right. No, I like it. Those, like
0: it. We, one of those teams will do that, and that, that would be more fun. It, all it, right, it, we're
1: we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay, boys, let's go. Uh, move on, Big Ten. Let's go into the pack 12 Now they don't have a conference tournament, um, and I was pulling up their. Have theirs? I don't have theirs. There, let me give you their standings real quick. Pack 12. Um, we know that Stanford's at the top, is that correct? I know one knows. we well, will tell oh, you, no, they're tied.
2: Stanford and UCLA are both six. Tied, no, 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 yes, no, no, no Stanford's
1: got So UCLA is at 18 points. U- UCLA is at 18-6-0, Stanford's at 5-0-1, tied Washington.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: USC is at 16, Arizona State's at 13, Cal's at 10, Colorado 8, Utah 5, Washington State 4, Washington 4, Arizona 4, Oregon State 2, and o- Oregon 0. Okay, so really the only question, because they don't have a tournament, they got a bunch of games left, who's winning it? It's going to come down to Stanford-UCLA
0: game, we think? Kind of, this yes. kind of boring. Yep. Yeah, all think, right. Yep. Southern Cal's got. Uh, Southern Cal's going to have a big say. Obviously, mm. they still they have to still play both of them, and both if one of them may not get completely through Southern Cal, they may not. They there may be a draw in there. And I think right now you've got to say UCLA's in the driver's seat. And spoken uh, like a true know.
1: former uh, coach of the former head coach. All right, um, former coach of the head coach. I should say. All right. Um, WCC has no tournament either, so we'll just move on from that. Big East has a 16 tournament, okay? So let's look at them. I got them right here somewhere. Big East, here we go. All right, so the Big East, the question is this. The sports, hold on. I'm, I'm struggling today. I apologize, College Soccer Nation. My computer is not working I- the way I want it to work. You got it right you there, Brian? Understand me- it. I got it. All right. So Georgetown's at first, right?
2: Georgetown,
1: yep. Xavier, Providence, Yukon, St. John's, and then Seton Hall's at nine, Marquette's at eight, Butler's at seven, Creighton's at six, Villanova's at five. So, again, who's number six is the first question. Is it Seton Hall or is it Marquette or Butler or Creighton? Be, Robbie, you're the resident expert on the Big East. I don't have a strong opinion. I don't know this group enough.
0: I Who do you like? I would, I would say if it's Seton Hall, that's a great, great season for Seton Hall Pirates. Okay? I think they've been down for a long, long time, and that's a great season. That would mean more to them for a number of the other teams. If they're the sixth seed, it's not a good season for them. Uh, Butler, who's been a power in that conference for years yeah. and years, so it's not a good it's not a good season. Frankie trying to get Marquette back up to the Marcus Glory days and stuff with it too. Um, you know, maybe that's a that's a good if he could get in there too. So but for me I would like, you know, the sixth seed would be Seton Hall Pires and be happy Brian, Brian
2: anybody you want yeah. to take? Other than you know? Yeah. Well, Seton Hall's got to go to Butler, which I think is on turf, if I remember correctly. It's, it's a tough yeah, place it's to play. Not that the North Teams aren't all familiar with turf, but I'm gonna take Butler to sneak in as the number six, and that's bad news for one of the higher seeds, because they'd probably mm. rather Eaton Hall. Yep, yeah, for
1: sure. All right. Sure. Let's go into the uh AAC, everybody's favorite conference. So mm-hmm. Brian, you're out of this one. Memphis, South Florida, East Carolina, S and you guys take six or no, eight. Eight. Eight, Brad. Memphis, South Florida, East Carolina, SMU, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas. Gets you to seven. UAB Tulsa. UTSA, probably the next group. Who, Churchy, do you like getting that one, getting the eighth spot? So again, it's between really UAB, Tulsa, UTSA. Um It would be hard for me to pick against North Texas. Right? Me too. Three, six, seven, oh, eight. So, no, wait. Sorry, they're already in. They're at at seven. I'm counting this wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. UAB, Tulsa, UTSA, Rice Temple. We obviously want Rice to be the team. But if it wasn't Rice, would we go – so, you're looking at UAB, Tulsa, UTSA, Rice Temple. One of those teams is going to make it. Let's take out Rice. We can't talk about them. Yep. So, I mean, UAB, Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa's had a nice little – turnaround here um one win four draws uab one win four draws i don't know pick it i think that's uab <laughs> first year coach getting the first year bump maybe that's a tough yeah. one um uab still has to play temple and um tulsa so it's gonna be interesting all right uh, more than interesting uh can't pick memphis who wins the tournament
0: I mean, I think that if you can't pick Memphis, that tournament's absolutely up for grabs. I think there's a number of teams that have shown that have played well. But You like
1: that. You like the East Carolina group though, don't you?
0: I do like the East Carolina group. Gary's done a great, great job with it too. And and uh I they just lost one nothing to Memphis, so there's my pick. East Carolina right. Pirates. But it was hard not to pick against my boy, Patrick Baker. But sorry about that, Patrick.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go with my girl, Nicole Nellie Nelson, to get it go. done. The fight Nicole Nelsons are going to get it done in the tournament and get themselves in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but it's hard to pick against South Florida. South Florida does a good job in that tournament every year. But, I mean, I think it's Memphis is to lose, we think, right?
0: Yeah, and, you know, uh, Denise's last year, Denise's last run. Yeah, 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 that's true, too. running out very quickly yes. here. Yes, so, interesting. So what a great story would that be if they, uh, you know, because we know Memphis is in. Memphis is going to be a high seed, a very high seed. Yeah. You know, if they had to win their tournament to uh, to get, uh, you know, a top four, they'll be a top eight for sure. Is there a
1: team in any of these – Brian, you can jump in now on this if you want. Is there a team – in any of the nine leagues, and we didn't do the Ivy, they don't have a tournament either. But is there a team in any of these nine nine leagues more favored to do the double than Memphis? Arkansas, maybe? Arkansas. Brian obviously thinks Penn State. but I don't, but
2: Brian does. No, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not sold on Penn State winning the tournament. Penn State's going to win the regular season. That okay. That's probably hard to do. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, Memphis is a massive, massive favorite to run the table in the regular season and win that tournament. Yep. So,
1: is it the, is it hard to argue that this may be Brooks's best group? I mean, they win a bo- win the regular season undefeated, untied, and then win the tournament. That would be a hell of a season for anybody. Um, well, they, but
2: they, you know, they've won a lot of conference and tournament championships. Memphis yep. can be. NCAAs. Can he really make a breakthrough, make a Sweet 16? Have they been to a Sweet 16? Yeah, last year. Last year? Last year, yeah. So, I mean, certainly, this era of Memphis, I've seen them for a long time. These, these these, are his by far his best teams. It's a super complete team, and they have a chance. They're a threat to make the Final Four Elite Eight. Is the goalkeeping good enough? Uh, statistically, yes. Data analytically, okay. it's actually excellent.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know her. I don't know her at all. It's new. So, um, okay. All right. Let's go with uh, that time of year, boys, or that time of the show. Everybody loves Robbie's <laughs> big games.
0: You, boy, you boys sit right there and look at <laughs> me. The time did not go anywhere. And so Here we go. Let's do it, off go with it. Everybody's favorite team. They play tomorrow night. Queenie Piac. It's still 7 0 zero in in Let's the uh, in the MM in the M A A C. Going traveling to Mount Saint Mary's, right the um, <laughs> Thursday, ACC starts off. This is going to be a really good game. This is going to be really interesting. Pittsburgh travels to Tallahassee and plays Florida to place florida state we'll see how much how how good pittsburgh really is at that point but i think it's gonna be a good game pack 12s again talking about usc usc goes to arizona state nobody's talking much about arizona state but they're still four one and one in the pack also great acc game notre dame going to play in chapel hill to play carolina um uh, carolina is is 4-2 in the league and notre dame 5-1-1 the game we we mentioned already indiana Irwin Irwin's taking the group to to penn state to play they have two top teams in the league big 10 tournament big 10 game um duquesne traveling to st louis again st louis running that that league and very strong Big uh, game in the Big East. Xavier, we talked about Providence being a big team. It was going to have a lot of say of what happens in the, the Big East. They tied Georgetown last week. Now it's Xavier's turn. Xavier going to travel to Providence. Georgia and Kentucky in the SEC. Kentucky traveling to Athens, trying to stay in the race, trying to get work their seats up. Sunbelt, big game in the Sunbelt. James Madison. Is undefeated in the sub belt, 3 0 and 4, travels to play a surprising Georgia State team. They've had a very nice, very nice year with an 8 3 and 4 record. Another big SEC game, especially for Mississippi State. Vanderbilt travels to play Mississippi State. Can they stay in the race? Can they continue to get the runs? CAA game, big game in the CAA. The two top teams, Hobster travels to Mammoth. Both Mammoth 7 1, Hobster 8 1 1 in, in Ooh. the league. Also, that's going to be a big game. My buddy Steve Springthorpe, uh, Tennessee Tech, traveling to Morehead State in an OVC match. Get your tickets now. 601 and one, Tennessee Tech, Morehead State, four one and two. Big game there. Mm. Whack, big whack game. Texas, uh, Utah Tech playing Utah Valley. Okay. Oh. How many teams do they have in Utah? There's a ton of them, <laughs> and they're all good teams. They all have yes. zero losses uh, in the thing. CAA team, Townsend, who's had their way in the league, is, is traveling to Whitman Mary as one of the top two or three teams. On Friday, not many not many big, big games, but you've got to give love to SWAC, and you have the two top teams in the SWACs playing. Jackson State traveling to Grambling State. Grambling. How about Gramley State, 10 4 and 3? We haven't given them enough. Yeah, Brian mentioned them a
1: few weeks ago, but yeah, what a good year they're
0: having. 6 0 in in their league, in their league, too. Saturday becomes Princeton and Dartmouth, both of them trying to stay in a race, both of them trying to stay alive, alive for an NCAA tournament bid. Princeton traveling to Dartmouth. Horizon League, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, which has been running that league, travels to Oakland. Let's go to Sunday. Big games on Sunday. Florida State going traveling for Duke. At least it's a big game for Duke over there on Sunday. Uh, big Ten. We talked about it once. Wisconsin's going to be the second team. It goes into Penn State. So Wisconsin going into to to Penn State. Pittsburgh after playing in uh, Tallahassee, travels to Clemson for not, what a big weekend mm. for. Panthers there. Georgia, South Carolina, both of them jockeying for positions in the conference. Both of them looking for higher seats in the NCAA tournament. Here's a good one in the SEC Mississippi State going to Alabama. How about Ooh. that one? How about that one? That will be a really big game, too. Big game in the MAC. Big game in the MAC. Bowling Green going to Ball State. Bowling mm. Green 5 1 and 2. Ball State undefeated in, in the Big Mac over there too. American East, my main Bears, my black Bears mm. are, did get beat for the first time last week, but they oh. won, but they did bounce back in their second game and they're going to play uh, undefeated Binghamton team at uh, 4-0-2. Mountain West game, big game in Mountain West, San Diego State, who's had a really good year. Uh, 11-3-2 too, is traveling Colorado State uh, in the Mountain West game. Southern Conference, Brian's favorite conference, uh, maybe commissioner of Southern Conference one day. Um, Western Carolina, who is running the league, is traveling at seven and one, will be um, traveling to East Tennessee State at five, one and two. Northeast Conference, Howard is another team that really has not had enough. An, an, Howard is 10, four and two. Four, two and one in the conference, travels to Merrimack. Um, in the northeastern conference too. Going back to the Big Ten, Michigan travels to Ohio State. How about that game? That's Ooh, always a big game. I don't care. That's What's a, big yep. that really a big game. Yeah, rivalry, big game to go to. Sun Belt, Georgia State again goes to Old Dominion. Uh, travels to Old Dominion, who's also Holy has one loss again. She does a great job year in year out at Old Dominion too. Big East, Connecticut traveling to Providence, Providence again, a big say, big Sam over there having a nice year with them hops CAA game, top teams in the, in the CAA hops are eight, one, and one travels to Townsend seven, one and two, that will mm-hmm. be a big game on Sunday too. And then the, you last, the last of the big games, in the CAA, trying to – everybody's trying to stay in the race with it. Northeastern, who is now 6-1-3, is traveling to Williamsburg to play William & Mary, too. Okay? Wow. As we're starting to wrap up the season, those will be your big games of the week.
1: Very nice, Churchy. Very nice. So, round of applause for you. for the big games, nicely done. All right, let's keep this rolling. Our people are – not their workouts aren't going to be finished by the time we're done Is we're going too long uh brian said 45 minutes day church you what a joke huh anyway here we go uh teams of the week we need to get darren to get some music for some of these segments um teams of the week i'm gonna go first i'm gonna go with e t s u the brothers Shelton, going to greensboro and get a big win and then go down to Sanford. As I was watching the game in the first half, as one of the main games I was watching, Sanford was all over them, full control. Get a goal early, think it's over. I turn it back on late in the second half. EtSU was equalized and has actually ended the run for the Sanford Bulldogs. Not, and let's just say this, right? We joke about the picker. Nine straight years as conference champion is really, really impressive. It's unbelievable in any league. I don't care if there's plumbers and whatever you Uber drivers. It's really impressive, as Brian says. But congratulations, Sanford! But they are they are getting upset or they're not winning the, the league this year. Western Carolina. Let's give it up for a boy Chad over at Western Carolina hey, no is God. the SoCon regular season champs. Um congratulations to them. But I would argue you don't want to see Sanford on your side of the bracket for the tournament because I think they might have something to prove and look out for Sanford making the run in their tournament. But congratulations, ETSU and Western Carolina are my two teams of the week.
2: Good call. Go. Good call. Go. Brian? All right, I'm going to go with – can I have two because it's a similar Sure. Theme. Yeah. All right. And it might still Robbie's thunder, but I doubt it. I'm going Memphis and Brown while they officially didn't clinch their conference championships Brown's road win at Columbia basically does it and Memphis goes goes to ECU and to Charlotte not easy places to play places Robbie is are very familiar with wins them both one nil one nil so Memphis and Brown for basically clinching their conference championships as well
0: okay
2: Robbie. You know what? I think
0: we're all kind of on the same vibe. We got the same vibe of this team of the week. stuff. So my team of the week is University of South Alabama. And it's not oh. just just for this week. They beat the raging Cajuns. Five nothing was the only game they had this week. But that takes Richard Moody and his group to 12 0 and 3. So Mm -hmm. I think they need a really big shout out that, you know, they played 15 games and they haven't lost yet. Um, What an outstanding job the University of South Alabama Jaguars have done. So for that, they are my team of the week.
1: All right. Upset of the week. I struggled to find one, but I'm going to go with Minnesota to Ohio state zero, right? In the big 10, Ohio state's kind of been rolling. They're in trying to maneuver themselves for points, and my buddy Aaron uh, stepped up and knocked off the Buckeyes from Ohio State. So congratulations to Minnesota on their two win two zero win over Ohio State.
2: right? All right, my upset of the week. Oklahoma two Texas <laughs> nil. Nobody, but nobody <laughs> beat Sooner 17 years in a row. 18. Nobody. 18. Sorry about my math. <laughs> Boomer Sooner rolls into town. And Robbie, is there any coach in America who fits the profile of what the Boomer Sooner soccer coach <laughs> should look like, act like, and no. live like no. what than does that Matt? That <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like no. body shaming.
0: There is not, there is not, there is not uh, a coach in America that fits the university. So, but congratulations, in all seriousness, Matt, it was a Thank heck of a win, and we're very, we're, we're very, very proud of you too. So, Thank my upset of the week is I mentioned it earlier: the Black Bears of Maine were undefeated, <laughs> were undefeated, and they took a loss to University of Massachusetts Lowell. Lowe had only won I think had only won one game they uh, at that point and they beat an undefeated University of Maine so two- just so
1: people that didn't understand that the University of Massachusetts Lowell is what Robbie tried to say there he struggled with the Massachusetts <laughs> and the Lowell but anyway that's, go ahead that's a
0: southern see. that's a southern accent of it okay <laughs> in the south but to mass low, Congratulations for your win over the the previous undefeated Black Bears. Love it. I got it. Let me add one more
2: just to give yeah, it a shout please out. Please do.
1: Please do. Shout outs uh, are great. We love the shout outs. Uh,
2: yeah. Soccer version of what do they call that hockey thing in Boston? The bean pot. Uh, bean pot. Yep. So, Holy Cross, <laughs> home of one of my favorite. You know, co-podcasters, we have a similar amount of followers. Bill Simmons, love to listen to him about basketball. <laughs> He's a Holy Cross alum. I don't know if he mentioned it this week on his pod, but Holy Cross won Boston U-nil. That, that's a massive uh, result for Holy Cross and good for them. They've struggled for quite some time, and Boston used the, the traditional power in that league.
0: Yeah, and I wow. that- I got one more bigger one, a little bit. It's, okay. it's, I was surprised, and it's a tie, but it was Purdue tying Penn State. I think that last week. Again, oh, Purdue.
1: Brian, how could that ever happen? All the best players <laughs> in the uh, country are Penn State. Penn State tying, uh, how could that happen? Well, I was, obviously, Matt,
2: as I – as I told you earlier, Penn State has won every home game, so obviously it was um, at Purdue is where that starts. <laughs> so, Brian, I, did,
0: I didn't mean to bring that out and set you up on that one, but,
2: <laughs> but I think Purdue deserves
0: a shout out uh, with. It's not been a great year for them, but but what a great result that was, um, tying with the, with Penn State. Absolutely. All right, that's
1: enough. That's enough. We've had enough. We've had enough tonight. Um, let's. Uh, Good luck, boys. You you got the Thursday. We want to comment on the Thursday, Sunday, Thursday,
2: Brian, real quick. How fun that sounds. Uh, that sounds almost like a conference tournament, right? It, it three, does. Eight games, yeah. Games in eight days is a lot of wear and tear on the legs to then bounce into conference tournaments. So I do think we're going to see in the leagues that do that, you're so much more likely to see upsets. You know, it's one of the reasons Arkansas hasn't won the SEC tournament. They're playing three games in eight days, right? Yeah. And then turning around, playing three games. Yeah, I get a little Seven bit of break, days. but
1: then I do it again. Yeah, it's something similar
2: to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's six games in like 18, 20 days. That's a grind. That is really, yeah, really hard to do. Absolutely.
1: Well, listen, good luck to everybody. We appreciate you listening to College Soccer Nation. We enjoy doing it. Churchy, good luck. Brian, good luck. Thank you. I'll be watching this weekend uh, as we don't play till Monday. And uh, I hope College Soccer Nation, everybody, Appreciate you listening. Have a great week. As we like to say around here, keep kicking. College Soccer Nation is out.